the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. I am Seth Leibson. Phone number is 602-508-0960. I see Mr. Bill. I see David Dahl. I see Miss Terry. This is actually quite incredible. Headline from CNN, quote, White House to send letter to news execs urging outlets to ramp up scrutiny of GOP's Biden impeachment inquiry based on lies. That's the headline. Here's the story. Quote, the White House sent a letter to top U.S. news executives on Wednesday, urging them to intensify their scrutiny as of House Republicans after Speaker Kevin McCarthy launched an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, despite having found no evidence of a crime. Ian Sams, spokesman for the White House Counsel's Office, special assistant to the president, wrote, quote, It's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies, close quote. The letter which said an impeachment inquiry with no supporting evidence should set off alarm bells for news organizations, was sent to executives helming the nation's largest news organizations, including CNN, The New York Times, The Associated Press, CBS News, and others. Do you all see what is happening here? Two things. One, the White House, and with it the Democratic Party, are now no longer hiding that they view the mainstream media as the public relations arms for their party and presidency, their public relations arm. There's no shame about it. They're just sending their directives for press releases publicly now. And two, this is a total collapse of any notion of an independent media or press. The White House is telling the media what to do to weaken the Republicans' case for impeachment and telling them to inversely or contrarily, spend their efforts investigating Republicans, all for exercising an impeachment inquiry into themselves, something the press should have been doing when it wasn't covering up for Familia Biden. I mean, almost none of this would have eventuated, included this very impeachment inquiry, had the press not swallowed whole the lies that the Biden team has been putting out for years. For example, the bait and sinker of the 51 intelligence officials who claimed the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian propaganda and a Russian intelligence operation. Or if the FBI sat around like Justin Pilot and watched it all happen, do recall, even as CNN, the New York Times and all the rest were brooding about the 51 intelligence officials propaganda, the FBI had already verified the authenticity of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop as far back as November 2019, and a federal computer expert assessed it was not manipulated in any way, according to IRS supervisory agent Gary Shapley in sworn testimony to Congress. Not as if any of that was even needed. The Hunter Biden laptop never even looked like propaganda. It looked valid ab initio, 
which is what makes even odder that the only paper that published information on it, the New York Post, was censored by not only social media companies, but the but by the very news organizations the Biden White House has sent their letters out to today. They all joined in putting a quietus on one of their own, the New York Post, and all for per- partisan political purposes, to put not a thumb but two hands on the scale of swinging or manipulating the 2020 presidential election. I guess if Russia does that or tries to, that's a bad thing for the Democrats. But if our own intelligence officials in league and collusion with our own media do it, that's to be awarded and rewarded, according to the Democrats. It's not the lies or the censorship or the manipulation or the propaganda. It's what country it comes from, according to the Democrats. It sounds ethnocentric and nationalistic to me, doesn't it? Same effort. Celebrate if America does it. Scandalize and condemn it if Russia does. And blame Russia for doing it when America is doing it. But there's yet an even greater problem. Just as I believe those 51 intelligence officials should be forced to surrender their security clearances for their brazen abuse of them, I believe these media outlets should surrender any claims to ever wrapping themselves up in the First Amendment again. They get a First Amendment protection precisely so that they can investigate and challenge the government, the political parties, corporations, and other institutions and individuals of influence and power, not so they can serve as their media consultants and megaphones, as if they are on some kind of Madison Avenue or K Street payroll. When the New York Times and Washington Post were being pressured by the Nixon White House not to publish classified documents 52 years ago, what we got, what America got, what every law school in the country got, what every newspaper and newsroom in the country got, was the ringing and landmark decision in a case called New York Times versus United States known as the Pentagon Papers case. And in that decision, two of the most liberal justices, Hugo Black and William O. Douglas, wrote, quote, In the First Amendment, the Founding Fathers gave the free press the protection it must have to fulfill its essential role in our democracy. The press was to serve the governed, not the governors. The government's power to censor the press was abolished so that the press would remain forever free to censure the government. The press was protected so that it could bear the secrets of government and inform the people. Only a free and unrestrained press can effectively expose deception in government. And paramount among the responsibilities of a free press is the duty to prevent any part of the government from deceiving the people. Close quote. Let me repeat the most important line here. Quote, the press was to serve the governed, not the governors. The government's power to censor the press was abolished so that the press would remain forever free to censure the government. Censor means to suppress. The government always tends towards that inclination when something embarrassing is discovered. It's simply not allowed. To censure means to condemn or judge. Let us review. The media is protected from censorship so that it can condemn and judge. It was not given specific First Amendment protection to merely propagate propaganda. It was, to quote Black and Douglas again, protected to serve the governed, that is us, 
not the governors, that is, elected officials. The inversion and use and co-option by this administration is especially appalling, given that the head of it all, President Joe Biden, was once the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, where he oversaw nominations to the federal courts and made meals of whether or not Republican nominees to the courts, including the Supreme Court, respected the First Amendment and especially the media's protection under it. What all of this means, what the vitiation of the First Amendment and the inversion of it from protecting the governed to protecting the governors, what this all means is that we, the governed, are less free because less informed. All with the gloss of being informed by an independent media and a government that respects that independence. But neither is the actual case, and thus, as I was discussing yesterday, for we are all forced to live under one grand lie now, are we not? Another great Supreme Court justice, Robert Jackson, put it this way, quote, Authority here is to be controlled by public opinion, not public opinion by authority, close quote. But that is what today's hijinks by the administration is reversing as well. A manufacturing of consent by maintaining authority, by controlling public opinion, and not allowing public opinion to control authority. And that, my friends, is not democracy. It's not a Republican form of government. But of course, we Republicans are told that we are the existential threat to democracy and the existential threat to the Constitution. And all else decent, the Democrats continue to claim. Ovum lupo cometere, to set a wolf to guard sheep. But this is not a wolf or a fox guarding sheep or a hen house. This is the wolf in the sheep barn, the fox in the hen house, putting up barriers around those redoubts so that nobody can rescue the sheep or the hens. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Rick is in Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hello there, Super Seth. How are you, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. I am. It started early. I think the storm woke up wet. Dagny the Wonder Dog earlier or disturbed her sleep yeah. or something. So, Yeah. If Dagny's that not was... sleeping, no one's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> That was nice. That storm was nice. Boy, there was some, over here where I am, there was some thunder that, I mean, it almost knocked me out of my chair. It was, it was pretty cool. Well, let us not reduce our friendship and camaraderie to discussing the weather, Rick. Yes, right, right. That's exactly right. You had a terrific monologue yesterday and another terrific one today. I find myself being probably 95% in agreement with you, and don't worry about the other 5% because I don't even agree with myself. Okay. All All right. (laughs) So I got a couple things I'd like to run by you. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, Well, before I do that, uh, I want to second your motion uh, from last week, I think it was, that uh, Doug uh, could guest host... Uh, the program sometime. Doug from Maricopa, he's good. Right. Isn't he? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, you meant. I think you mentioned it. You know, there's something to that effect. Of course, I still like JD and Zudi. Oh, and we Mayer. got a great group. Yeah, no, we've yeah, got a, we've got, got a good a roster. Group. Yeah, okay. young, young David's me... wanting to do it too. 
Huh? Young David, my producer, wants to do it as well. Oh, that'd be terrific. All right. Yeah, that'd be terrific. All right, take it easy. Yeah. Take it yeah. easy. <laughs> Let's maybe not give away the entire franchise here. Maybe he could teach us some uh, ballroom dancing moves. Uh-huh. Or or I could teach him uh, the old folks... Uh, 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 never mind. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on to the other okay. stuff. Okay. More important. Yes. Uh, so the the one one first thing I wanted to mention to you, uh, I think last week you said something about maybe the Republicans should adopt... Uh, a campaign slogan of truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I was thinking about this, and you know, uh, used to be in the courts. I don't know if it still is or not, but it used to be that you swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yes, still. So too. I'm wondering, right. have they changed that to the truth, my truth, and my truth? I I, I would not be surprised if at some point someone is. Uh, charged with um, perjury uh, or for giving a, a false testimony, and they claim that uh, that they were telling their truth. I would not be surprised if they float that as a defense at some point. Yeah, I, yeah. There may even so, be a case out there where that's already been tried. Yeah, so I, I think a campaign slogan based on the truth would be an excellent campaign slogan because, uh, as you pointed out in your monologue yesterday— uh, lies seem to have just become a cerebral contagion yeah. for much of our society. Yeah, just coin and, of the realm now, just the way we talk. Well, that yeah. would be an interesting bumper sticker, vote Republican, or truth, because, wait, vote Republican because truth matters. How's that? Vote Republican that, because truth matters, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, something to that effect, you know, uh, because uh, and because unfortunately, it's not just the left and the Democrats that are steeped in lies. I mean, you look at at some of the Republicans can't seem to tell the truth. I heard John Bolton uh, earlier today talking about uh, some things President Trump did or didn't do, and it was obviously. Not the truth, but I think he's, you know, trying to save his own skin or something. I don't know what. So that's why I say it's cerebral contagion because it just... Well, it just seems like you can lie about anything. I mean, how many times did Adam Schiff tell us he had evidence he was going to reveal that proved beyond any shadow of any doubt? Absolutely. You know, how many times did we get that? And people just never called him on it and never cared. Oh my good, yeah! Oh my goodness! I mean that. He that said he had irrefut- exactly right. irrefutable proof that Donald Trump had colluded with the Russians, and it never yeah. came to light. It was never produced. Yeah, and never been called on it, and it never said, "Hey, wait a minute, you know where is this stuff?" Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing, and it's kind of tied into that, uh, related to that. Uh, I heard uh, Louis, Louis Gohmert being uh, interviewed by Gorka today, and Gohmert was talking about a, uh, uh, not Solzhenitsyn, but another uh, Russian author, uh, Soviet author, who was in the Gulag, and uh, he posited that there are two divisions, or there are not two divisions, but two forms of society. You either are a free society or a fear society. 
And this fellow was saying that at the time that the Soviet Union was a fear society, and Gomer was positing that we're kind of moving into that in America. Yeah, I've heard that attributed to um, Nathan Sharansky, perhaps, or yes, someone. I think that, was I that think who it was? Right. I okay. couldn't remember the name, but yeah, I he was a right. fa- yeah, he was a famous dissident who moved to Israel and then became part of the Israeli government, actually. Uh, oh. Uh, and and oh. he used to talk about free societies versus fear. So that must be who Gomert was talking about. I I believe it is. I believe it is. And I think that is something that really deserves more development. Because, I do too. Because you know, with the the way the DOJ and the deep state, the FBI, and and all of that is going, uh, it's just incredible. Uh, you know what what they're what they're doing. And as you were pointing out in your monologue. Uh, the the stuff that's taking place. You know, it's by lies and by fears that tyrannies exist. Solzhenitsyn, uh, as I was yeah. quoting yesterday, uh, put it that way. Vaclav Havel put it that way. I have never, uh, it never occurred to me to think of Natan Sharansky's construction of it. I'm glad you brought it to, uh, to us, Rick. Um, yeah. But you think a little bit about that in the context of covid you know, yeah. we were all meant to fear not only the disease, but one another. Yeah. And everyone lost their freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they go hand in hand. And now we've learned that a lot of it was based on, in the parlance of our times, misinformation. What right. we used to, we, when the Democrats, <laughs> yeah, it's, we, I think we've gone beyond having the word lie mean anything anymore it's it's lost its poignancy so for some reason misinformation is now the big thing used to be there was some shame about being called a liar you called someone a liar it used to be they they used to they used to not like that now it Mm -hmm. just doesn't matter anymore but i like the bumper sticker uh vote republican because the vote republican because truth still matters i think that that would be a great bumper sticker Amen. All right, Rick. Well, keep up the work. You too, brother. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for calling. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Good friend John Dombrowski is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. He brings us our culture and economy update. His website, GrandCanyonPlanning.com, a good uh, good way to get in touch with he with him, and uh, a good uh, good uh, way to go uh, and learn more about Grand Canyon Planning Associates and what they can do for you. GrandCanyonPlanning.com. How are you, John? Great, thank you, Seth, for that. You betcha, of course. Talk to me about the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the Consumer Price Index report uh, come out this morning. It was interesting because when it came out, it was a little bit higher than expected, a tenth of a percent. Nothing, you know, earth shattering. Um, and uh, the markets, you know, kind of just shrugged it off. It seemed like, uh, but throughout the day, they started to give back some of the gains that they had at the open, and ultimately, it closed a little bit mixed today, but still not a bad day overall for the markets. Uh, but what I did find interesting in this, and the biggest reason, uh, you know, the thought was that this was a little higher than expected, was the uh, quick spike in gasoline, and we just talked about this yesterday, yeah. I believe, yeah, uh, in August, and so that really led to. Uh, what we have seen this just a slightly increase from what was expected. But what I found really interesting in this uh, index report is uh, one of the highest 
um, changes here, and this is a year-over-year basis. This isn't month-to-month. This is year-over-year. Uh, motor vehicle insurance uh, increased 19.1%. I saw that. I saw that, and I felt it, by the way. Yes. I and got that bill home recently. Insurance. Yes. Yeah, homeowner's I, insurance as well. I was amazed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, that yep. was a big one. I called my agent actually when I got yeah. one of my re- two of my bills. I got my auto yep. bill, and I said, "Hey, wait a minute, is yep. this right? Am yep. I paying this much?" Yeah. Uh, and then the same on the the house when it renewed. I said, "Wait a minute, you know this doesn't make sense. It's it's more than doubled. It my, went uh, up nineteen percent. That's a yeah. big big bit. number. That's a big number. Motor yeah. vehicle repair costs went up seventeen percent. Yep. And then uh, of course uh, beef and vegetables, food. frozen yeah. frozen, yeah, all all kinds of food. Uh, that went up. I saw, interestingly enough, and this is this was happy for me to see. <laughs> I saw this list on CNBC. Frankfurters went down. Down. Yeah, Frankfurters <laughs> yeah, went down. That. Yeah. Chicken parts went down. Yeah, well, milk, I, butter, know, I, bacon. The Frankfurters. Eggs. I was glad to see Frankfurters went down. Yeah. Remember when eggs? It was this. Yeah. Was, what was, what, what happened just, there? They reversed. Eggs down eighteen point two percent year yeah. over year. So, but we saw such a drastic increase. So. You know, things are moving in the right direction. The thought and the consensus would be from this report that most likely the Fed will not act, will not raise uh, in the next meeting. Uh, but it's possible that uh, if the next month's reading comes out and it has not, um, you know, pulled back a bit, that maybe they then in turn may, you know, pop another quarter percent on this. So yeah. hopefully not. But, you know, we were looking at 9.1 percent at its peak back in June of 2022. 3.7 percent is a far cry from 9.1. Yeah. Uh, but it is up from um, you know a couple of months ago. I think yep. it was a three point two, whatever it that's was. Right. So we're, we're we're popping, you know, popping a little bit back higher. But that, I think that's like anything in life. You know, there's a living, breathing economy we have. Uh, people are spending money. People are still employed, uh, and it's keeping the economy going, even though rates are higher. What one thing I did find which was interesting, Seth, we hear about all the possibility of this, uh, the uh, commercial real estate mm-hmm. market that mm-hmm. may have a real challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these big office buildings out there, that's very possible. Uh, but they're saying these buildings that are three million and less, like small buildings yeah. that uh, maybe uh, you know users. Owner users uh, are, are using it for their own business. Uh, these small units up to a $3 million price point, uh, it's really a strong market for that because those most of those transactions, many of them are cash transactions. Uh-huh. So the higher interest rates really don't affect them as much as some of these larger, big projects that might be $100 million projects oh, that see. are financed through banks that maybe are not as willing to uh, lend money right now. I gotcha. Okay, good, John. Um, yep. the, one one piece of good news they give and they take. Uh, I saw over at the Wall Street Journal. Maybe we can pick up on this a little bit next time we talk. It looks like there's no interest in anyone getting a tax hike. Tax cuts are here to say stay. Yeah. And yeah. and you had to remember, Arizona is pretty favorable yep. when it comes to the state yep. income tax yep. right now. Yep. And so for those of us out there who live in the state of Arizona, uh, we hear about all these horrific things in other states. Uh, we're not we're not really bad. We're we're in the very very low percentile when it comes to state income tax. So uh, that is a benefit for living in this state. You betcha. Okay, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Again, reach out to me at uh, GrandCanyonPlanning.com. You could request an appointment there. Securities and advisory services offered through Creative One Securities LLC, a member of Finrens, a an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC, not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, John. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Brett Johnson is a partner with the Snell and Wilmer Law Firm. SWLaw.com is their website. They're based here in Phoenix's, but offices all around the country. He's our constitutional elections legal expert. He came in with son of a son of a sailor. I know you were a sailor, Brett. Was Jimmy Buffett big, big music in uh, big music in your part of the Navy? Oh, absolutely. As, uh, he's going to be sorely missed. I was like, hope maybe just continue the rest of the song and we'll skip the segment. Well, <laughs> you think you and I, you and I may have an interest in bringing AM rock back, but I, my GM isn't so high on it. So I have to, we have to, we have to, uh, our, our graver business uh, frowns on this levity, as Shakespeare said. But I was wondering yeah. how popular uh, Jimmy Buffett's uh, naval uh, music was in the Navy itself. It was. Oh, huh? oh always, always. Because we're, we're we're on the water. We love the water. Yeah. So it's uh, it was a staple wherever you went. Yeah. A little part of us died with him, I think, last week. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. They don't make them that way anymore. No, no. Uh, we could do. We we will talk more about Jimmy Buffett now that I know you, that you are uh, among other things a con law expert and a parrot head. Let me talk to you about this interesting case. It's got you know you could report it either way, and I saw it reported either way. This case that we have talked about before that came out of the Fifth Circuit. You want to tell the audience a little bit about it? This was now reviewed by an appeals the appeals court in the Fifth Circuit. Correct. And I have great respect for the Fifth Circuit. So, um, you know, it's always interesting when they they um, they come out there, they're usually a counter to the Ninth Circuit. Right. So it's it's uh, it's refreshing. It's, it's always interesting. Yes. But it is refreshing. <laughs> so it, it, it's state a state of Missouri and Louisiana uh, versus Biden and a bunch of other uh, state or government agencies um, that basically during covid and during other um, activities were calling up um, uh, social media sites and, and basically uh, in so many words, and it's been clear through the record, I'm not making this up, but basically telling them to take down right. different uh, uh, segments. Right. And um, that was heard by the district court, and then the district court uh, issued a, a pretty good injunction and had some limitations on it. Don't get me wrong, there's a, as a lawyer, you could always split words. Then it went up to the Fifth Circuit, and, and it's been the Fifth Circuit opinion, which just came out on September 8th, has been lauded both sides. Yeah. And, um, and so that's, that's really interesting. Maybe if both sides are agreeing, they're doing something right. I don't know. But, but what they said is, is that the, the district court judge maybe went a little too far in, in the injunction um, on the state agents or the government agencies as to what they can do, and then kind of crafted their own order as to what's going to happen while the rest of the case goes on appeal, and it, it's going up to the the Supreme Court. They gave them a 10-day window. What, what is difficult is, is that this is a First Amendment case as to whether or not a government agency can, behind the scenes, call up a private social media company and ask for things to be taken down. And the district court car did have some good carve-outs, which makes sense. Criminal activity, such as if you're, um, the social media has a, a child sex material on it, those need to be taken down for other laws. National security reasons, foreign interference with elections, those I think nobody would disagree with. But other um, items, especially during COVID, it was just basically differences of opinions on a medical level that right. came from very respective people, including the plaintiffs of this case, mm-hmm. the three doctors. Right. that had just a different medical opinion at it, and, and the government used very extreme efforts to have that taken down. 
So it's it, what the Ninth or the Fifth Circuit did is that they actually relied on a Ninth Circuit case and and came through and said that hey, you know what, you're you're allowed to have those conversations behind the scenes for for some things, and then there's a four part test as to whether or not it's really coercion that you're taking it down. Now, let me stop right there because I got to tell you, I deal with government agencies all the time. They're calling my clients. I actually represent government agencies. When a government agency is calling you, you're immediately going, I got to do something to remedy why they're calling me. It's just an automatic reaction. But the court base of the Fifth Circuit kind of said, hey, listen, if you're just calling up and saying, I don't like it, can uh, maybe think about taking it down, that's okay. And I don't know if the Supreme Court's going to agree with that. And the reason being is earlier, and we talked about it on this show, there were the Twitter cases that dealt with uh, anti-terrorism. There's an anti-terrorism law, basically aiding and abetting, and Mm -hmm. the argument was that Twitter, through its algorithms, was promoting terrorist-type tweets. And what the Supreme Court said is, is that Twitter did nothing wrong. Um, because it was just a a medium, and therefore the speech is there, and you can counter that speech, no matter how abhorrent it is, the speech is there, and you can counter it. So for me, and I know I've been going on for a while, but I've thought about this for a while, is is that the government government can do what you and I can do, which is I can tweet back Mm -hmm. and say I disagree. I'm, I'm the Surgeon General of the United States. Here are my credentials, and I completely disagree with this doctor as to what they're saying, versus the Surgeon General calling up and saying, I'm the Surgeon General, I think you should take this down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an odd thing. We often uh, refer to you as the Robert Jackson uh, Fellow in, in legal studies here. I, I, I had occasion earlier to quote him from an opinion um, where he said, authority here is to be controlled by public opinion, not public opinion by authority. I, I think it's an odd thing, the acceptance that the government can be on equal par in in these kinds of things with the regular citizens and their free speech rights. I just think it's an oddity. It it is an oddity, but I think that the government um, still has the ability to speak so long as it's in the public domain. Yeah. And then, and then those can be challenged by other experts, and, and we could have a good debate. And quite honestly, if we disagree with that government official, at least in some contexts, we have the ability to unelect them, or we have a, the ability to unelect the boss that appoints them. And that's fair enough. And that's, there yeah. are, of course, speech and debate clause protections we both agree with as well. But I guess sure. it's interesting to me is what you said at the very outset was key to this case, I believe, which is what you said, which was that they were doing it surreptitiously. Exactly. Yeah. They were calling right. and And by the way, it's not for, uh, you know, you give the, the, the warning here about uh, not proper language that was used by yeah. government officials right. towards these folks, which right. that definitely led to the, the uh, coercion determination by the Fifth Circuit in many of the cases. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Supreme Court does um, with this. It because it's, it rarely is the government that direct, unless it's an emergency, of saying, take something down or don't do something. It's always in the obscures, like, hey, I know that your bill is up in a few weeks. And I, by the way, I was looking at the Twitter feed and I saw these three things there. It would be nice if those were removed. That's how that is done. It's an indirect. Rarely is it that, that uh, uh, you know, above, above board and direct that they... Yeah, no, I, yeah, we, we saw this. Hear. I mean, we saw this with uh, mandates uh, with uh, radio licenses, by the way, uh, FCC yeah. license renewals. That uh, that was a very, very tender issue uh, during yeah. during uh, the COVID, reign of COVID. It, yeah. 
And the last thing I'll say this, and, and people, I think, are probably appreciative of this. So, you know, one got Surgeon General, all right, I'm not a doctor. Surgeon General doesn't really have much control over me. But we all know that the Surgeon General can call the Department of Justice, yep. can call the state bar, mm-hmm. can call, call other folks who do have control over me and make my life a yep. little bit miserable. Yep. So that's where I think that that element of the Fifth Circuit, well, the, the agency doesn't really have control over the social media. It's okay for them to call well. them up and ask them to take it down. I think that there's one government, and if you're a governmental agency, you got to be minding your P's and Q's. Nicely put. Nicely put. The origin of P's and Q's is a fun one. Do you know what? It has to do back with the old typeset where P's and Q's were the same thing when you think of the way they were on the old block lettering. So you had to make sure you put the P block where the P block was and not confuse it with the Q. Isn't that fun? I just learned that. That's awesome. Well, I learn from you every day. Brett Johnson, bless you, sir, and thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Portions of it are brought to you by our good friends at Y-Refi, active in the community, active with a, an amazing investment opportunity. If you're concerned about stock market volatility or inflation or even calls and talk of recession on the horizon, Y-Refi has an investment in a secure collateralized portfolio that's not correlated to the Fed, the Federal Reserve, or the stock market. And it's an investment where you can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. You can turn your income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. And there are absolutely no fees. There's no reduction or attack on principal if you ever need your money back at any time, and you get a monthly statement with no surprises. How good does all that sound? Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y. Then uh, refy.com. Or give them a call at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Um, this use and abuse of truth and lies is an interesting thing, and it's attended to by the use and abuse of language. Of course, George Orwell was onto this early on with his essay on politics in the English language. If you haven't read it, I urge you to do so. But the only way you can weaken the notion of truth and, I guess, empty the meaning of the word lie is by the abuse of language. And when you see people now speaking about the claims against Joe Biden and the Biden family with regard to this impeachment inquiry that Kevin McCarthy has opened up, and you hear the defense saying there's no evidence, there's no proof, it's all based on lies, based on things this administration, particularly this president, has told you, I think you're going to want to count the spoons. To quote the old Emerson line, the more he spoke of his honor, the more we, the quicker we wanted to count the spoons. But also, too, in your own use and in your own uh, observation of, of this, note the difference and how they play games with the words evidence and proof. They will say there's no proof. Well, there isn't any proof yet, but there's a ton of evidence, and there is a distinction between evidence and proof. Proof is what you get after a rendering of a judgment from an investigation, whether it's in a court of law or whether it's in a Senate conviction or perhaps even if it's strong enough 
in an impeachment in, in an impeachment itself. But evidence, oh, there's a lot of it. And we'll talk more about that in the next hour. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.